five, four, three, two, one. Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to our bi-weekly video games show called Escape from SideQuest. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm the other one. Yes. And if you're not familiar with us, we do Big Trouble of Podcasts. That's our movie podcast. But we're talking gaming, motherfucker. And we are here in in the virtual world doing virtual shit, talking about virtual games. Andy, what the hell have you been playing? I played a bunch the last two weeks. Of course, last time we talked about I had just got my VR headset. So since then, I've played more Super Hot. I beat Res Infinite. I actually streamed that. Dubs, you watched me beat that game. That was fun. But mm. um, I played like some of the demo disc and stuff like that. Um, I've been playing a bunch of PlayStation. I played Bushido Blade 2, streamed that as well. Chrono Cross, I was streaming that, but someone told me I didn't have sound, so I had to stop and fix that. But I'm going to stream more of it in the future. Mm-hmm. I beat Panzer Dragoon Orta, um, and I played the Octopath um, Octopath Traveler demo. What do you think of it? Um, man, I want to love that game, but it's not like I'm kind of at. I'm at like like if ten was buying it, I'm at like a seven. You know, mm-hmm. it's the game's really cool. I like the concept, and of course, you know, the demo isn't everything, but. Uh, the soundtrack's amazing, and I really like the look of it, but the story just kind of seemed meh. It seemed, it seemed, I don't know. Meh, I, obviously, later on, it'll probably be better. I'll probably regret not buying it at launch, because then I can't get the Amazon discount on it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, quickly to touch on that, I did buy it today in, in physical. I went to GameStop and treated myself to the game, even though I'm probably not going to play it right away, maybe. Because I just, I don't know. I have a problem. I need to get rid of the problem. Um, I will say this. When I played the demos, I didn't really, like you said, didn't care for the story at all. Mm-hmm. I, I was digging the combat system and the the art style and the music. And then it comes back to me, like in Final Fantasy, like the old Final Fantasy games or any JRPG turn-based game, I rarely cared about the story anyway. I just wanted to fight things. So well, that was like the main thing that I was interested in. It's mm-hmm. like if if a game has a boring story, I can't stick with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess there there's the interesting dichotomy. Yeah, I mean in JRPGs, like I guess that's the cool thing that I like. Like there's certain like Final Fantasy X, like I dig the story in it, and that's like <laughs> that's like a minority in people when they they talk about X. They like. I don't like the story. The gameplay is kind of cool. But uh, I start, like in other games, like Metal Gear, obviously, and Resident Evil, I do care about the story. But that's a different type of game, anyway. Yeah, I have been playing a few things recently where I have surprised myself by being like, I don't fucking care about this. Get to the next. Bushido Blade, I did this. There's a story in Bushido Blade, but that's a fighting game. And I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't fucking. Ninjas, there's a bunch of ninjas. And they want to kill the other ninjas. I don't give a fuck about this story. Skip, 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 skip. And then I go to the next fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's an RPG, man, that's you got to go with your best foot forward. And if you're an RPG, I got to assume that's what it is. It's got to be your story. That's got to be why I'm playing this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain RPGs, obviously. Uh, Witcher 3 is one of them where it has a good story, but I just got overwhelmed with all the stuff I got to do in that game. Um, 
Skyrim is another one. Kind of yeah. overwhelmed me, but pretty much all the Elder Scrolls games are like that a little bit. Even Morrowind and Oblivion, it's just like, hey, you're in a dungeon. Okay, now you're in the world. Go, I guess. And you're like, ah, fuck, I don't. Ugh. I tend to like more linear games and open world games, but some of them, uh, I don't know if God of War can be considered. No, there was a linear path in that, even though they do have like open world stuff in there. But like when I'm pushed in the direction, especially when it's the main story, I'll dig it. But like when they say, hey, you're in this world to go, I'm like, fuck, what, what do I do? <laughs> like that, that uh, other people like that and I get that. But but for me, I'm just like, nah, fuck that. Looks like we got viewers in here, by the way. Welcome. We're, we're, ta we're talking about the video games. Um... Are you done with uh, your list of what you've been playing? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there was more, but man, I can't remember it at all. Where do you find to, to play all these games? Do you just play games at night before you go to bed, or...? Where do I find the time? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, mostly mostly in the evening. Honestly, I, I never find time to play a game longer than an hour. That's why I'm pretty sure that starting Chrono Cross was a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. But uh, the weekends, and honestly, before work in the morning, sometimes I'll get up. I set my alarm for like seven. I got to be at work at nine. And sometimes if I can, if I can rush through a shower and then I'm just eating pop tarts instead of a real breakfast, I'll sit down and play for like half an hour or two there. Nice. Um, yeah, I have to get. Sometimes I got to get motivated a game, and that's pretty sad sometimes, but. Maybe I just need to start doing these, like, one-hour burst gameplays of just gaming. Just not as, like, a job way, uh, like a job or something. Just just a game. I forgot, I forgot, you know, how to game sometimes. But anyway, what I have been uh, playing is Wild Arms for the PS1. Oh, that's interesting. I, um, I, I almost started, I kind of wish I had now, I almost started Wild Arms. But I started Chrono Cross at the last minute instead. Mm -hmm. I have those two and um, uh, uh, not Xenoblade. Uh, oh my God! What, what's the Xeno game on the PlayStation? Uh, Xeno Chronicles. I almost said Chronicles, but uh, yeah, Xeno Chronicles. I have uh, that and Chrono Cross and Wild Arms, and I was trying to decide between the three. So that's interesting because I almost started Wild Arms. We didn't talk about this at all. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever played Wild Arms before, or? No, uh, for, I bought Wild Arms 2 from a friend a few years ago and kept meaning to start it, but I was like, man, I'd really like to play the first one first, and then I bought it not even a year ago at a video game show, and I have been meaning to start it. I kept wanting to find there was a remake for the PS2. I really wanted it, but man, I can't find it anywhere, and that PlayStation 1 appeared, and it was like a reasonable price, so I got it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I mean, again, I could not tell you the story because I, it, it it always involves something with like a, a castle and a king. And it's like, you got to do this for some strange reason. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and there's like three classes, I believe. I think there is a hunt, hunter, uh, I think a, a warrior or something like that. I'm probably fucking it up. But I, ch I chose hunter because it sounded cooler than the other two. Mm. And uh, it's, uh, it came up in something I was reading this last week because it, it is kind of like Octopath Traveler and that there are other characters and they come together. Mm -hmm. 
like their story still. Yeah, I and I I will say this, I got really fucking confused in the, the starting of the game cuz it's like wherever path you go, like there's a a cave. I went in there and there was a guy blocking it and said, "You're not allowed to be here. Go to this city." And then I go to that city and I talk to everybody and I make sure to interact with any object possible. And I'm like nothing happened. So I, I was like maybe if I go to this town and talk to everybody <laughs> Because I talked to the mayor of that town, and he's uh-huh. and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, one of our guys is in that cave. And I'm like, maybe I just triggered that scene. Maybe now he's gone. And I go back to the cave, and he's not moving. And then I go to other towns, and it's like, you got to go back to that town. And I'm like, all right, I'm definitely missing something here. <laughs> I mean, I hate, to, I hate to be that guy, but Google it, I guess. Yeah, I... And it, I I don't know how you feel about like uh, gaming guides, but I game guide a lot back in the day. Uh, not because I wanted to, because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I just wanted a hundred percent the games back then, and I thought by getting the game guide I could find like all the shit instead of just like spending way too much time. <laughs> I always get entertained reading them anyway. Like when I was a kid, I had the, like the Final Fantasy and the Metal Gear ones. Even after you beat the game, they're just kind of interesting to read. Like I would read about like the weapons in Final Fantasy, like the, the ones you fight in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy like, weapons. And then like Metal Gear, there was a bunch of stuff about like the background of all the villains and the making of the game and stuff. And I always liked that kind of stuff a whole lot. Yeah, and all the Easter eggs that you would never find on your own, and the internet wasn't that big back then. Yeah, like the ghosts in Metal Gear Solid. Like, mm. if you have a camera and you take pictures of certain areas of the game, you'll find ghosts. Mm-hmm. And the ghosts are all the people who worked on the game. Yeah. God, gaming was so cooler back then. <laughs> I, I mean, You know me, I'm always playing those old games too, but yeah. Well, there, here's what I find funny. Like, five years ago, uh, if you would say dubs, you... You're going to play a Nintendo console and you're going to like it and you'll be playing Nintendo games again. I would laugh in your face. I'd be like, I ain't playing that fucking shit. I, I love Xbox. I love Sony. And Just... here I am today. You know, being a Nintendo, not not a fanboy because I have all systems, but I prefer to play Nintendo games now and play retro games. Like, I am not looking forward to... uh. Like, the only game I'm really, really looking forward to now is Death Stranding, Last of Us Part 2, and Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know how to say that name, but... Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Death Stranding, and um, Red Dead Redemption 2. For oh, me. yeah, that, that too. That's another game. But it, it it's those games that we know from those companies that are going to deliver. Like, I, I don't care about Call of Duty anymore. I don't care about... Uh, Battlefield, even though I'm watching a, a Battlefield uh, gameplay uh, beta of the new one that came out, it looks pretty cool. But I'm not, I'm not gonna spend the sixty dollars just to play multiplayer. But I'm, I'm looking forward to playing old games again, like Wild Arms. I'm playing uh, Metal Gear on the NES. I'm like, I, I don't care for new games. I'm going backwards. <laughs> well, you saying that kind of reminded me, like, I'm excited for all those games, too. Like, the ones you were talking about and 
Red Dead and whatever, all mm-hmm. the like, Smash Brothers I'm excited about. But I started thinking about it, and I felt bad for a second because I was like, oh, but what about all these nice indie games that I always like? I always end up liking stuff like uh, Golf Story or Super Hot or Fez or something like that. But you don't really hear about that stuff until it's out and it's big. And that's kind of, I, I like that still as far as like modern gaming goes, because in order to make a game, it costs, you know, it's multiple millions of dollars now, not even including marketing. Mm-hmm. Whereas it used to be, you could program a game with just like half a dozen guys in a closet somewhere in Japan and you could come out with a really good NES game. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, Gaming is still kind of exciting to me, but it's more wait and see. It's it's these these indie games coming out are a lot of fun too, but I can't get excited about them because I don't know if they're going to be any good before they come out. Because mm-hmm. they don't get the same press as like uh, a Red Dead Redemption would get. And when they do get enough press, they end up being a disappointment. Look at Mighty Number no. Nine. Look at Ukulele. Stuff no like Man's that. Sky. <laughs> yeah. No, well, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, you know, it, it's weird. It, there's a weird... It, it used to not be like that. It used to be all games were the great unknown. And I would buy games based on, you know, I'd get my tips and tricks, my Game Pro, my Electronic Gaming Monthly. But more than that, it would be what my friends were playing. And they would say, so I remember I got Metal Gear Solid based almost solely on what one of my best friends told me. He was like, oh, this game's great. It's going to be great. You should get it. And just sight unseen, I traded in two games and bought Metal Gear Solid it never looked back. That's still one of my favorite games to this day. But like, there wasn't, there was a buildup to Metal Gear Solid, but I wasn't aware of it as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was it was a completely different landscape. Like the buildup back then was like a few one page advertisements in Game Pro. Now it's like, I mean, Super Bowl spots and and billboards in major cities and twitter twitch tie-ins like you can get like vinyl records of the trailers music from death stranding and 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 uh uh, last of us 2 and stuff like that from mondo but like it's just a seven inch record it all it has is the music from the trailer on it which admittedly very cool music but i mean it's it's such a different landscape as far as game promotion and discovery goes Mm mm-hmm you brought up a good point where you you know you heard it from your friends and stuff, and that's what brought your interest. I kind of miss those. Uh, I I think we're too. Gaming has like reached its kind of like peak of where it's everywhere now, and because uh, I remember back then how I found out which games were good and bad, and it was pretty much going to Blockbuster and going, "Hey, this this game cover looks cool. Let me play it." And then you go home and it's shit. And then, <laughs> then you get, get get games like Final Fantasy and stuff, and you're like, "Oh, this is fucking cool." Why didn't Why did I get this instead of like fucking uh, Battletoads? Even yeah. though even though Battletoads is somewhat an okay game, just frustrating. Yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation. But remembering those days of like Blockbuster and, and other stuff, we never had a Blockbuster. We had Network Video and Classic Video. But remembering <laughs> those, does that make you want to do? Um, like there's that new Sony PlayStation Play, whatever it is, like the, the version where you can like just stream games, like where you have access to all of them because you have a monthly subscription fee. Like, uh, are you interested in that? There's a Microsoft version too, from what I understand. Yeah, I I, I dabbled with Game Pass already through the PC stuff, and I like it. Uh, huh? 
I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing, because I, I hope they put more indie games in there so that I can try them out before I go, hey, I really want to buy this game. Uh, with those two streaming services, um, they pick and choose what's going to be on their list, kind of like a Netflix kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. you'll have Battlefield, Call of Duty, Metal Gear, Red Dead and stuff. And then let's say a whole new wave of games come out. Then maybe like games like Metal Gear that you actually like and Red Dead get deleted. Well, they cycle stuff out? Yeah, on Game Pass they do. How many games are on there at any given time, I wonder? Uh, I know at Game Pass on Xbox there is like hundreds of titles. And that has a lot of third-party games in there, too. Seems Which, like it would be hard to get bored. Yeah, it, it's cool. Um... I don't know. I, I guess I missed the nostalgia of, you know, the unknown instead of just everything being in our face now on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and fucking Super Bowl and shit. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just getting too old and I'm like, these dang kids don't know what it means to like video games back in the day. <laughs> I'm trying not to be that person. But yeah, things, things are definitely different. That's for sure. Mm hmm. Uh. And I finally, because uh, I don't, I I know you collect old systems. Unfortunately, I don't, uh, mm -hmm. so I have to get mine through emulators. And uh, <laughs> I finally got my PS2 emulator to work. Wait, is that how you're playing Wild Arms on emulation? Yeah. Isn't Wild Arms available on the PlayStation Network? Uh, I think so. Oh well, do you have a Vita or a PlayStation Three though? No. I don't. Yeah, that's another thing. Like me playing Metal Gear on the NES, uh, I've been watching a lot of Metal Gear videos, which Metal Gear is my favorite franchise. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Metal Gear Five, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, Konami sucks. Uh, pretty much, I wanted to get a PS3 so I can get the Metal Gear Legacy Collection. And then I kept on looking through Amazon and stuff, and I'm like, I wonder how much a, a PS3 is. And it's still in the 200. Hmm. You could find like 150, 180, but I just don't want to spend that much money. <laughs> I picked up that collection not long ago. I have, I must own Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 like four times over each at least. Man, well, see, I own two at least four times, and I own three at least three times. But I've never played Peace Walker, which is a shame, I know. But yeah. I bought it just for that game. It's a good game. If you have a what, chance. Peace Walker? Yeah, yeah, Peace Walker, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it, it still has your traditional Metal Gear elements. Uh, it's kind of like, has portable ops in there a little bit. Uh, yeah, that I did play. I beat portable ops. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that it's not canon, but it is canon. <laughs> yeah, it like, is, but it isn't. Like It's kind of in canon because... In so much that it's not obtrusive to like what else is going on. Plus, they also introduced like um, Miller and a couple other things. But Kojima didn't directly oversee that one. He was a producer, not a director. And that that's a that's a lot of people's hangups with that. I could talk about the idiosyncrasies and and ins and outs of the Metal Gear slash Hideo Kojima timeline all fucking day, man. But. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what what's your uh, I'm I'm curious and I don't remember if you said this before, but what is your favorite Metal Gear? Uh three. Barely. Three barely it's three. Mm -hmm. Like 
three beats out one by a little tiny bit. But man, three is so finely crafted. And I really think what hooks it for me is I also have a love of James Bond films, and they they do that up a little bit. Like it's it's got that flavor of Bond in there. It's got that sweet intro video, mm-hmm. and like you know he gets laid and you know stupid stuff like that. Yeah, Ma- Major Zero is a big fan of James Bond. If you listen to the Codex, <laughs> mm-hmm. I sure did listen to them. Mm-hmm. I listen to um, uh, uh, Paramedic a lot too. She's always talking about old movies, Godzilla and Dracula and shit. Which, by the way, all paramedics uh, movies is Ko- uh, Kojima's uh, favorite movies. So yeah, it's all stuff that Kojima actually like. He watches like two movies a week and like reads a new book every week and shit. I don't understand how he has time to do anything. I think I've said that well, on the show. Maybe that's why his games take forever. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like, everyone's just sitting around waiting for a direction from Kojima. God damn it! Would you fucking tell me what to do with these fucking this guy <laughs> with the gas mask? And he comes to work. I'm back. <laughs> Let's get to work. Um, my favorite Metal Gear is uh, Sons of Liberty. Uh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I didn't really mind Raiden that much. I was kind of disappointed that I had to play Raiden because uh, no, he's. I'm with you on that one. Raiden's Raiden's okay. He's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. I the whole thing where things started getting weird with the Colonel and learning about like this is a snake simulation kind of thing. I was like, this is fucking rad. I'm like, it really messed messed with your mind, especially when you meet the president and he's like, I'm not really powerful. I mean, these, these uh, sons of Liberty, the Patriots are the ones that are pulling the strings. I'm just a puppet. And it's like, fuck man. Like everything was like a mind blown in this game. Yeah. I like that game a lot. I don't understand why other people do. It's my third favorite, coincidentally. It goes like three, one, two, five, four. But mine's two, it, one, and three, and four. Yeah. But the the story in two is so interesting. Like almost it's almost the most interesting story in the whole series, I'd say, honestly, because it has multiple levels and yeah, it's a little hard to understand. I, I'd be I had to beat the game a few times. But there was a, a long, long time ago, it almost feels like a time, but like fucking eight, ten years ago, I used to work for GameStop, and someone was asking about games to buy or something. I described Metal Gear Solid 2 by saying, oh, well, at the end of the game, you fight the ex-president with katanas on the roof of the Federal Reserve Building in New York after driving a battleship into it. And he's like, okay, well, sold, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like crazy set pieces like that, but instead of, you know, a game like Call of Duty has a bunch of set pieces, but it's kind of like the set. The story exists to get you between the set pieces. The set pieces in Metal Gear Solid serve the story directly, which is the big difference. Like, the story was written, and they said, what's the craziest, coolest thing we can do with this story? And that's how they made that game. That makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And when people look at it, like, when they say, well, you know, I can't take this game seriously, I'm like... Well, that's every almost every Japanese developer is like they throw in these weird outlandish things, but it's cool at the same time. You just got to take it for what it is. It's a video game. Mm. I don't like this finally clicked in my mind because back then I used to be like, I want this game to be so realistic, like I'm there and stuff. I want I want it to look cool. And I'm like, now I'm like, I just want it to be a video game. Yeah. Just have fun. And 
when Kojima does these games where uh, you're fighting like Psycho Mantis and all of a sudden he's like, all right, in order to defeat this boss, you have to put your controller into the second port so it won't read your mind. And, you know, some people might find that like a waste of their time because probably they have to get up and go unplug their console and stuff. But I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking cool. I like Kojima's fourth wall breaking shit. Like every once in a while, he pushes the boundaries of what I would consider acceptable, like stuff that like really breaks immersion. And I realize that's that's what breaking the fourth wall does is it's going to bring me on the story. But I honestly don't know how else to convey like the psycho mantis fight is the best way to talk about that like he reads your memory card mm-hmm. and he, he'll talk about like oh you're reckless because you you don't save enough or you're very cautious that means you save a bunch uh you like to play castlevania because castlevania symphony night is on your memory card stuff like that like in the game psycho mantis could have been like Oh, you like to drink too much, and you you fear you fear being dragged back into um, responsibility for something like stuff that would be specific to Solid Snake, mm-hmm. and it would be interesting because it would be telling you about Solid Snake's character. But when Solid Snake is like, "Oh my gosh, that's crazy! You could read my mind," it wouldn't mean anything to you. But what Kojima does instead is Psychomantis reads your memory card and your behavioral habits. So that feeling of surprise happens not to Solid Snake, but to you, the player. And that's what makes the story that much stronger is because it's happening. Oh, I'm surprised because this video game character knows that I like to play Symphony of the Night. That's crazy. Like, it, like Snake's there, but for a second, it happens to you. Mm-hmm. You're the one experiencing that stuff. And that makes the difference. Again, it's in service to that story. It builds Psychomantis's character, even though you kill him five minutes later. But it, it reinforces, oh, how crazy, interesting, and powerful Psychomantis can be. Yeah, it, it just makes me wonder, because now he's not doing Metal Gear anymore, and he's doing something brand new. And good. It, it's good, but it's also kind of scary in a way, because you don't know. Like, if... I mean, I do trust Hideo Kojima. He's a great... Uh, he has a great mind and great writing and directing and all that stuff. Mostly. Yeah, but it's something new. I mean, what if it's bad? <laughs> it might be. I I, uh, I think it's going to at least be decent. Mm-hmm. Um, if for no other reason than he's also surrounded by talented people. I think that's going to go a long way. I really, I mean, I'm sure Sony's given him a long rope, a long leash, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that they know better than to just turn their backs and then come back two years later and release whatever is there. Um, he has not only directed but produced a lot of like really good games. And when I say good games, I mean not Metal Gear Solid, not fantastic, not great, but like he produced um, like Boktai and Zone of the Enders, and he directed Police Knots and Snatcher, and all of these games were considered critically good, mm-hmm. at least, if not great. Like Snatcher is still considered like one of the best cyberpunk games ever made. Apparently, Police Knots has a great story that is still never been officially translated, even though there's a fan patch, and all you got to do is do a simple Google search, and it's the first thing to come up. And uh, Zone of the Enders, I fucking love that game. And Boktai, I haven't played yet, but it's a pretty cool idea. And so I have a lot of faith in him. 
Uh, even even if he made a terrible game, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I would enjoy it, if that makes any sense. Like, there's some bad stuff that I enjoy. I like watching Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. The movie's a piece of trash, but, man, it's entertaining. Yeah, kind of off topic uh, a little bit, and it's a little movies. I, I, I watched Miami Connection. <laughs> the other night. Oh, I love that movie. The movie's fantastic. <laughs> we'll talk about that in Big Trouble, but... <laughs> we'll, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited for Death Stranding. I've been throwing theories at you, which you were kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, I don't. I think some of your theories were like too on the nose. I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, Kojima has a little bit more nuance than you're giving him credit for. Which, hmm. again, nuance and Kojima. I can't believe I just put those two words in the same sentence. But regarding the kind of storytelling you're talking about, yeah. I think he well, it, it's I I I want to say it's a little more uh, me thinking outside of the box and people going well it's 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 uh, Silent Hills and you just don't know it or it's it's kind of like a side story to Metal Gear and you just don't know it and I'm like real, realistically yeah. they can't do that because of you know copyright claims and all that stuff sure. and then people are just like well maybe they did a deal and they didn't say anything I'm like that's kind of impossible that's in this internet internet age yeah. and even. Even if that wasn't dumb, I people I think people are misunderstanding. And of course, I've never met the guy. I don't fucking know anything about him. But I don't think he would want to do that. I think if they came to him and they're like, hey, do you want to secretly make a new Metal Gear game? He'd tell them to fuck right off. I don't think he wants to make another Metal, game, he, Metal Gear game. He barely wanted to make two and three. He did not want to make four. And he did not want to make five. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. He wants to make something brand new. That's why all these games keep getting radically weird and different because he's trying to sneak in what he wants to do. He didn't want to make a Metal Gear game. He wanted to make a third-person shooter about being in Afghanistan, and so he did with Metal Gear Solid Five. Like maybe not specifically that example, but he worked in the ideas that he wanted to use into the Metal Gear game. He didn't make what he thought was the next logical step for Metal Gear. He made his next game and he shoehorned Metal Gear into it, I think. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we'll see what happens with Death Stranding. When do you think um, we'll know what the game is actually about? Because... When we're playing it. <laughs> I that's have... really what I... I mean, even then, maybe not. I, I have no idea, but... Um, and that's what I hope. I really hope that he doesn't, in an interview at some point, say, well, actually, you're you're a futuristic UPS driver and uh, there's these ghosts that um, uh, are actually on another plane of existence where time moves five times as fast. And yeah, that's the plot. And I, I really, if he did that, I'd be super disappointed. <laughs> it, it just, it, it's kind of cool seeing like, because he said that uh, Norman Reedus's character, uh, he's a white collar worker or something like that where he's not your solid snake where he knows all these moves and stuff and he's from the military. He's just going to be your average Joe just doing a job. More blue collar then, isn't it? Yeah, blue collar, my bad. <laughs> White collar is something else. Yeah. Um, I just found out that today is uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> it sure is. And with news, did you hear about the Friday the 13th game? Uh Dying. <laughs> Dying. Yeah, so apparently um 
the people who made or has copyrights for Friday the 13th with Jason and stuff sued uh, the game developers. Uh, <sighs> and pretty much um, they had to stop making content for the game. So they can't even do like an update for like a tree in the game. I remember thinking something like that might happen because when they were doing like live streams when they were trying to fund that game, they said something about like they're using the rights that are owned by so-and-so, not not this studio and something else. And mm-hmm. I remember it sounding real suspect, but hey, they made it this far. What a good idea for a game. I just wish it had been um, implemented better. Yeah, but you know what sucks? And they're, they're obviously not doing refunds because it's, it's business. And you, 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 when you buy games on Steam, you really don't own the game. Like, there's really, like, fine print at the game. Like, if they stop supporting the game, you can't get your money back. It just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, it kind of sucks. <laughs> you buy this game, and it's been, like, a year or two, and it's just like, well, we can't do any updates, so we'll keep the servers up until we're completely gone. Then you see the players dwindling down, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, get your legal team in in there, because I know this was like a indie developer. I don't think it was like a triple A title. I know, um, what's the guy from X Play? Adam Sessler. Yeah, he was, I think, like director or producer in a game or something like that. Was he? Yeah, hmm. he was part of the, the the game. I know that. I could see him being a producer. Mm-hmm. And it was a good game. I mean. There's a uh, Dead by Daylight, which is kind of like the same premise where it is a uh, adjacent character trying to go after survivors and stuff, and you do tasks. Yeah, yeah. But it's a shame, and um, I really don't know what to say anymore. Besides, kind of sucks. Yeah, that kind of stuff's always a shame. Like you could tell the people who are making that game were passionate about making that game. Like, it's not that they worked for EA and EA assigned them to make the next Need for Speed. You could tell that these people got together and said, you know what would be fantastic? An asymmetrical multiplayer game about Jason Voorhees killing a bunch of camp counselors. Mm-hmm. And then enough people thought that was a good idea to give them the money to do it. That, that's, a, that's a really cool thing. I'm glad that we live in an age where that kind of stuff happens. But eh, it's not always going to take off. You're not always going to have the next insert uh, indie darling here, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I see Captain Toad. They they added some cool features and new levels. Not enough, man. That's like that game. It was one of my absolute favorite Wii U games. I wanted to rebuy it, but there's just not enough. There's not enough to justify it for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like forty dollars still. Mm-hmm. Maybe when a deal comes out. Maybe it's a Nintendo game. They don't like to drop in price. Yeah. Um, the game games I bought, I bought Octopath, obviously, uh, Axum Verge, uh, I bought Limbo on, uh, the Switch. Limbo! But yeah, I know what you mean. I have that on Steam. I need to play it. And then I bought Enter the Gungeon. Ooh. And I forgot there's one more. Oh, I got Resident Evil 6 I started playing. I forgot to mention that. Oh, what do you think of it? <laughs> Uh, it's better than people said it was, but so far it's not like it's knocking my socks off. I've been playing it with a friend and having a ton of fun, but like on its own, on its own, if I was trying to be critical, man, that game is just a game. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in it. I'm like, well, that's stupid. But no, it's fun. And there's there's been some genuinely creepy things and some genuinely creative things. Yeah, I mean, after Resident Evil 4 came out, people were like, we like this shit here. And then they came out with Resident Evil 5, and they're like, no, nah, we don't. We didn't really want that. <laughs> and they're no, like, that's, that's, that's too much guns. Too many guns. Yeah, and then they're like, Resident Evil 6, here you go. It's a little bit of Resident Evil 4, and there's some action-y in there. You know, go have fun. And people are like, we don't want this either. And I'm just like, fuck. They brought, yeah. they brought you zombies back. What, what else do you want? <laughs> and then Resident Evil 7 came out. And it was... And then we're getting Resident Evil 2 Remake, which hopefully, I hope, is good. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, um, it's, it's like half an hour, and we talked a lot about Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's easy to do. We, we're both super passionate about the gear. Mm-hmm. I guess Metal Gear will be this show's Star Wars, except we don't actually hate it. We actually... <laughs> well... It's not that we don't hate it. We just have different opinions about what's going on in the Star Wars industry. Yeah. <laughs> Even their games are not doing that well. <laughs> oh, my God. Before before we sign off, Amy Henning, did you hear about her Star Wars game getting shelved by EA? What? A- Amy Already? Hen- that's the... No, the, the, the that's not the Star Wars game that was announced at EA. Oh, I don't think so. Wasn't she working on that one that was thirteen, thirteen, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that that was the one where it was going to be single player uh, based only. Yeah, which kind of makes That's a shame. I bet she, I bet she could have put together a pretty good game. Well, yeah, she's done uh, Uncharted. So. Right. Yeah, for anyone who didn't know, but that that was uh that was one of the main things I was most interested about. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Yeah, no, that that is older news. I'm sorry. When you said it, like my brain didn't put everything together quick enough. Yeah, I well because we're a bi-weekly podcast, like I believe that was two weeks ago that they yeah. talked about this. But on that note, everybody, um, we are lo- uh, our podcast is located on btilp.podbean.com. We're also on iTunes under the Big Trouble Podcast. I think we should change that since we have two different podcasts on one feed. I don't know, um, but we have a website, bigtroublepodcast.com. And next week, we have our Big Trouble Little Podcast podcast, uh, where we'll be watching Mohawk on Netflix. So make Mohawk. Sure, yeah, so make sure you watch that and then listen to our episode. Remember, we are always spoiler heavy in our um, podcast, so make sure you watch the content before you listen to the content. Absolutely. To that note, everybody, everybody have a good day. Later. Thanks for listening.